0: Into our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. It's been about three weeks since I've had the opportunity to share God's word with you, so I'm excited this morning. Woo! And it's, but what, but what is it? What is it that you value in a friend. What are some of the qualities of friends that you've uh, that you value? Just yell them out. Loyalty one. Over here what? Trust, being trustworthy. What else? Honesty, perfect. What What's that? Availability, great. So now uh, let let's get a little personal. Who is someone in your life who's a friend like that? Just shout out their name. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Uh you know, as we, and as we hear, if you're, on, if you're online, uh, chat in the chat. We'd love to see those that are available there as well. But, but as we hear, what's that? Oh. But as we hear about these great qualities uh, in people, it encourages us of the good of humanity and challenges us to be better ourselves. I, I came across a great story of a quality leader Uh, It's a story, I could use Olympic stories, but I'll use those next week, but this is a week, uh, one about uh, uh, a leader named Simon Kajar. He plays for Denmark's national soccer team. Now, he's not a a star, uh, basically average in ability and pay. However, he made history in sports as kind of a modern superhero. You see, his good friend and fellow soccer player, Chris Erickson, had a heart attack right on the pitch of a game, I think it was between England. And Simon immediately started CPR, jumped in and did that. And then he asked his teammates to form a shield around his fallen teammate to protect him from the media and shocking photos. After the paramedics came in and started working on, on, on Chris, he stepped up and went into the stands to give courage and comfort to Chris Erickson's wife who was shocked to see her husband and father of their two infant children fighting for his life. These are praiseworthy characteristics. Someone who will step up and move into action. Uh, They're worthy of praise and they're also inspiring. See, what we value, what we treasure, shapes us. Be it qualities we just mentioned, honesty, integrity, hardworking kindness, availability, uh, being loving, or, or, or it's people that show those characteristics. You mentioned a bunch and there's, there's lots in the media and, and those we've seen over history. People like Mother Teresa or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Abe Lincoln or, uh, Pandita Rambani from India. If you don't know who she is, look her up. She's an incredible woman. Or there's also Elka of the Wai Wai tribe in Brazil. Look him up and see his amazing characteristic. All over the world, there are people that exemplify praiseworthy characteristics, worthy of praise. We, we, we treasure and we value their example. Jesus actually said in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What and who we treasure, treasure enough to praise, influences us and influences us at the core. The Bible implores us to praise God. Psalms 150, verse 6. Let it, everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Uh, Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. In Psalm 103, verse 2, bless, which actually the word means to praise, uh, to adore with humility. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And one of the main Reasons that we praise God is that in praising, we engage God. Uh, Psalm 22, verse 3 says this Yet you, God, are holy, enthroned. That word means dwell, uh, enthroned, dwell on the praises of Israel. When we praise God, there is a sense of connection to God, a, a closeness. And in that, we experience God, uh, His presence. And in being we value and treasure God's qualities and who he is, our heart, the core of our being, our soul is influence. For the praise of God shapes us, causing us to thrive. And in Psalm 103, Psalm 103 is a song, a psalm of praise instructing us in this valuing of God, giving us uh, three characteristics of the life-changing reality of praising God. For the praise of God shapes us, causing us to thrive. And so let's launch into the study this morning of Psalm 103 and see what God would teach us. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, let's pray and ask God to to encourage us. I believe that God has something for you this morning, and no matter where you're at in life, the struggles you face, the things that you're going through, whether you're here in person or here online, God wants to challenge you and encourage you today, because he wants you to see how great and magnificent and awesome he is. And in that, you will be blessed. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come into this place, into this opportunity to hear from you. And so, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd work in our hearts, challenge us, encourage us, move us where you want us to be, work in our emotions and in our hearts and in the depth of our soul. And as we praise you, Lord, may you shape us. So work through today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. I encourage you to take out uh, your worship folder that you were given as you walked in or online, you can download that with the QR code that comes up or you can just go into our uh, webpage uh, at our, at, on our website and, and find all the information there. But there's some blanks to fill in. I encourage you to jot down some notes. It's always good to be reminded. There's a lot of extra verses that we'll be giving out. I encourage you to write those down or, or later you can, in the lobby area here or online, you can grab our study guide. That will be helpful because the idea behind our time this morning is that you would use this as a launch pad for your study throughout the week. And so I encourage you to grab that, that study guide and that also there's a revive section in our webpage on that. There's a lot of resources, articles written and things that are they're, they're there for you. And also there's a, connect, a, a link to our podcast that we do most every week where we're able to go a little bit deeper into the psalm and I encourage you to listen to that, especially this week because we're going to have a guest with us and I, I, it'll, be, it'll be fun for you. Well, Psalm 103 is the, is the first of four uh, psalms of praise that form the conclusion of book four of the Bible book of Psalms. Now we've been studying the Bible book of Psalms, this humongous book that has a lot of different chapters in it, and it's actually divided into five different books. Now the authors and, uh, and, and writers and, uh, and and scribes got together and put these into four or five different groupings, and we've been looking at book four and, and, and Psalm. 103 is is the kind of the conclusion of book 4 but 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 Psalm uh, the book 4 of, of Psalms is its theme is that the reign of God is experienced when we revere him as king when we when we praise him and and honor him and 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 come under his leadership especially in difficult times to revere God is to value him and that's expressed when we praise or or seek to bless God and again the word bless in Psalm 103 means to praise or to humbly adore. So let's look at these three uh, challenges of the life changing reality of praising God. For the praise of God shapes us, causing us to thrive. Well, the first challenge in praising God is to make praise of God personal. So hopefully you have your Bible with you. Open up to the Bible book of, of Psalms uh, 103. And let me just read for you the first two verses there as we launch through this and, and note that God is our praise of God should be personal. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Again, to bless is to praise, to in humble adoration gush over the value of God from, from, the, from the core of our being. It's like when you... Uh, celebrate an anniversary. How many of you have celebrated a wedding anniversary this month? Or last month? This month is August. Last month. Any, any of you? A few of you, maybe? A few of you, yeah. Uh, uh, July, August, June, July, August, there are lots of... of, of Christy and I celebrated our 38th wedding anniversary just this past month. We're, and we got to celebrate it with a couple of our grandkids who were staying with us. So it wasn't quite the, the humongous celebration it is, but what we did... It's a, it's a gush over each other. We wrote each other cards. Christy made this really cool card, 38. It kind of went through all this different stuff. And she wrote some really stuff in here that I can't read out loud, but it's, a, it's really great there. And then I got her this, this card. And one of the things that I do to gush over Christy is that a lot of times I sing really badly some old 60s, 70s love songs like this one. This is actually a, a card song, but just listen, I, I sent this to her. Just and so I sing that every now and then it's just an opportunity to gush and, and in that I wrote some some things just to gush over Christy and, and how much I love her and that but it, it it's, it's personal from the core of our being praise ought to be our gush of thanks And expressing all God means to us. Even in a group setting, there are times that we sing these songs of praise, especially a new one we just sang just there, that we should make it a a praise of God, make that praise of God personal, to make those words personal. For when we do, it draws us into experiencing God, and we are shaped and changed and encouraged. It's like this. Maybe this has happened to you. Uh, life can get discouraging at times. Maybe it's family issues or money issues or health issues or COVID issues or fear lingers or anxiety rages. We feel isolated, overwhelmed, angry, sad, alone. Everyone, anyone ever feel that way? Yeah. And yet, yeah, when we come to worship and we begin to focus on the greatness and the grandeur of God, and how powerfully he is and that he is almighty and that he loves me individually and personally and as we see how incredible God is and how massive and grand and, and immense God is all of a sudden it seems that the problems of our life seem to shrink and take a different perspective because we see how great God is for the praise of God shapes us and causes us to thrive. Let's let's revel in the magnificence of God. Because God is great. Amen? I mean, you look up in the heavens, you see all that's out there, and whoo, man, God is incredible. God's incredible for all that He's made, the beauty of the trees and the plants and the bugs, all those things are incredible. Also, the 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 the, the, the idea of, of human life. Victor, our worship pastor and Anna just had a baby this past month. And he got to see the miracle of birth. And I'm sure he's standing there looking at her, his little daughter and seeing her little fingers and little toes and just being amazed at God. What a miracle. I mean, the, the, the human body is just a, a miraculous. fact, look at the person next to you and say, you're a miracle. Yeah, you, it's amazing that God, the miraculous nature that God has allowed us to see, which brings us to this <clears throat> next Uh, challenge of praising God is to let praise of God be specific in these next 16 verses there are at least 12 specific areas we can bless God humbly gush over and praise him these are great benefits of God who he is and and what he has done. And so let's just read through these verses uh, and and walk through them as we can and, and look at them. Verse three starts out, who forgives all our iniquities and heals our diseases. God forgives. When we mess up, what does God do? He forgives. When we blow it a second and a third time, God forgives. All the time, he forgives and forgives and forgives and constantly forgives us. And in that, he heals God is the great heal. He can do miraculous things. And so sometimes he doesn't heal like we want him to heal, but he heals in different ways and God is there always working. Praise God. Say it with me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God redeems and loves. Verse four, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercies. A lot of times the world tends to crunch us up and throw us away like garbage. And some of us have felt that. We've felt passed over, skipped over. We felt like, trash. But God is a great recycler and great redeemer. He picks us up out of the trash heap of life and reforms us, gives us a new life. I know that's how I felt. In my life growing up, I thought I was just a piece of garbage. My home life, but my parents made me feel that way and all the way through life and how I was teased at school, all those kind of things. And yet God took me out, rearranged me, and, and, I, and he loves me. The, the, the word here, is a steadfast love. We'll look at it later. It's the word chesed, which is the, the great uh, loving kindness of God. God redeems you in love. Say it with me. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, he, he also satisfies, verse five, who satisfies you with good so that youth may, is renewed like the eagles. When I was younger, we lived in Utah, right next to the great Salt Lake. And a lot of times we'd take trips out there. And there's one time I was incredibly thirsty, and, and, and all these uh, uh, streams were, were leading out of the Great Salt Lake, and I could hear the rushing water, and maybe <laughs> I'm even more parched, and I just said, Dad, I need to take a drink. And I, you know, I've been outdoors. I know you go to a stream where it's running wide, and you, and you drink that, and he goes, My, you know, Mike, <laughs> he, this water won't satisfy you. I don't care. I hear it. I want it. So he let me go drink it, and I kept drinking it, kept drinking it. Finally, he had to pull me away, or I would have consumed a lot. I got so sick, because salt water does not quench your thirst, Right? See, same with life. We go through life and we think, if I get this new this, if I get this great relationship, if I have this other thing, if I have all these different things, then I'll be satisfied in life. And the truth is, you will continue to thirst until you get sick. The only thing that truly satisfies is the clear water of God. Now, I just brought my my bottle of Hume Lake water. This isn't Hume Lake water. It's water from the store at Hume Lake. But... (laughs) But it does say Hume Lake on that because it reminds me of the living water of God. And it is, and the living water of God is refreshing. It truly does satisfy. When you drink in God's will and way, there is satisfaction like nothing else the world can give. Say it with me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, verse six the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. God brings on the best justice. We're in a world today where justice uh, for the oppressed is, 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 is continually pushed. And yet what really is going to make a difference is when God's justice sits, when he sits on the throne, even in our own life, there'll be justice and justice for the oppressed. God will bring it on. Say it with me. Praise God. God provides direction from wandering. Look at what he said here, verse 7. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts, to the people of Israel, just like God guided Moses and the people through the wandering in the desert, God does the same for us. Right down somewhere, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding in all your way to acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's a promise directly from God. God directs our path. Say it with me. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, his mercy, Nick read just a little bit ago, offers mercy and grace, the first part of verse 8. And God is merciful and gracious. Mercy is not receiving what we do deserve, grace is receiving what we do not deserve. Nick, in his story, he should have been pummeled by his brother, but his brother extended mercy. And grace is actually blessing him with more. God does with that. He offers us mercy from all of sin's uh, ravaging effect on our life, and he gives us grace by allowing us to be part of his forever family. Say it with me. Praise God. And he generously gushes with Hesed. Look at verses, the last part of verse eight and verse nine. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always, always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. That Hebrew word chesed is a, is a great loving kindness of God. It's, it, it's, a, it's a love that has no condition to it. It's always there, always available. It's just like the air we breathe. Take in a breath. The air is out there. You took it in and now your body is benefiting from the oxygen that's out flowing through your lungs and into your body to give you strength. God's love does it. When we breathe in the chesed of God, it affects our life. The fact that God loves everything about you. Well, Maybe I mess up and I do wrong. God still loves you. His, his head is there. Say it with me. Uh, he eradicates the consequences of sin. Look at verses 10 through 12. He does not deal with us according to our sins or repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us the reality is all of humanity is born with this horrible disease called sin and it's stuck on us and there's no way for us to remove it, that's why we need a savior. That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross, providing us the cure of this incurable disease, but that he made the cure by his own death, and now we can be freed from the consequences of sin when we come in faith and believe. When we say, yes, I believe I'm sinful, I need, I need a savior, and it's Jesus. When we do that, the, 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 uh, it, uh, uh, the consequences of sin are eradicated in our life. Say it with me. Praise God. And then God loves us like a father, verses 13 to 14. As a father shows compassion to his children, that word compassion means with, with the deepest affection and tenderness and care and empathy along with action. As a father shows us compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are weak in our, and like dust. God loves us like the best father out there. He is the good, good father that we sing about at times. Say it with me: Praise God. He is also enduringly strong and everlasting, and his, and his reign is everlasting. Verses fifteen to nineteen: As for a man, the days are like grass; he flourishes like the flower in the field. For the wind passes over it, and it's gone. And its place is known no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to the children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. God is enduringly strong and everlasting is his reign. Say it with me. Praise God. How encouraging and empowering is all of this. And we are changed when we really truly embrace it all. For when we sense God's forgiveness, <clears throat> we feel the freedom. As we delight in his love, we gain security. As we understand his hasad, we flourish. And As we grasp his sovereignty, we find purpose and direction and significance. Say it with me, praise God. But to experience this, It takes something of us. Verse 11 of Psalm 103, For high as the heavens above the earth, so is his great steadfast love towards those who fear him. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 13, As the Father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Psalm 103, 17 and 18, But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to the children's children, to those who keep his commandments and remember to do his commandments. When we come to the place of that reverent respect of God, that fear of the Lord, surrendering to God's leadership and lordship of our life, yielding to his will and way, these praiseworthy benefits are experienced and they they soak into our life. It's not just enough to read about them but we need to embrace them with that fear of the Lord and coming under in obedience. It's like this $10 bill. You guys see this $10 bill? What's it worth? I know it's worth $10. But but what's what's its value? What can it do? It can buy something. Maybe a a lunch, a, a nice light lunch. Uh, maybe you can buy your, your, your favorite beverage at whatever Starbucks or coffee place you go to. Uh, maybe uh, it'll even buy a couple of gallons of gas or maybe just one. Uh, who knows what's gonna happen with that? But there's all kinds of things that this, that this $10 can do. <clears throat> Anybody want $10? Okay, I got somebody back here. Here's the $10. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to run. Here you go. Now, now, is that that $10, is that still showing its true value now? Well, yeah, but when do you experience that value? When you spend it, when you actually go out and take the risk and to spend it on something. So it doesn't really show its value till you actually use it or spend it. Well, it's the same with God. We don't experience all these benefits in God until we take the risk to spend our faith, our belief, our trust, our respect, our obedience on God. And you wonder why it is my, my, my life is not vibrant in faith. Well, maybe because you're just holding on to the $10 and you're not really stepping out in risk. One of those ways to do is to step out and to volunteer to actually stretch yourself a little bit. To actually get out and be involved in it, actually reach out to your neighbor, woohoo, and love on them. I, to, to step out when we trust him in, 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 in that reverent respect and give him that high, holy place of leader in our life. So, what's holding you back? For the praise of God shapes us, causing us to thrive. All the, the massive and abundant blessings of God are available to those who will place. Their faith in God. All it takes is a start. Many of you have probably already made that decision. You've said, <clears throat> Yes, I believe that I'm sinful. I need a Savior. It's Jesus. But for those of you maybe not, this is the opportunity. Why don't you bow your head with me? Maybe it's time to say yes to faith in Jesus. And here's how I want you just to bow your head, close your eyes, and just say this simple prayer with me Lord Jesus, I get it. Just in your own mind, I'm sinful. I need you as Savior. And right now, this moment, this day, August 1st, 2021, I want to receive you. Help me now to live in light of all this worth of your praise and who you are. And lead me in this everlasting way, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can look up. If you prayed that, welcome to the family of God. Tell somebody. Find a friend, find somebody you know, tell them. I'd love to hear my emails on the worship folder. It's on the webpage. I'd love to know and give you some materials about that. but, But it starts with that and then moving forward in faith. The challenge in praising God is to make it personal, to yes, be specific. And lastly, to have praise of God be inclusive. Look at the last few verses of this psalm. Bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word. Obey his voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Along with with the angels and all of God's creation, we're to lift up praise for all of who God is and his benefits. See, praise is inclusive. Uh, we join in and participate with all those who, who follow and serve God's purposes. Not only that, but the, the nat- but, but the natural praise of the beauty of God's creation. I mentioned it earlier, but Psalm 19 once says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. <clears throat> I love the, the scene around Luke Chapter 19, verse 40, when Jesus is coming in, the triumphal entry where Jesus is entering Jerusalem and there's a throng of people and they're praising God. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're shouts and they're praising God. And the religious leaders are a little ticked off. And they look at Jesus and say, you quiet down these people. And Jesus says this in verse 40. He answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. Woo! Man, the first rock concert you've ever seen. Uh, We join with all of creation when we praise God, when we humbly acknowledge and gush of his greatness and his grandeur. So let's make time and take time to revel in all of who God is and what he has done together, inviting others in. And feel that unity and the togetherness and the connectedness and the inclusivity of his praise. And bless the Lord. For the praise of God shapes us and causes us to thrive. Lord, we we do praise your awesome name. You are Lord Almighty, God Almighty, worthy of praise and all our humble adoration. And we join with your heavenly host, with all creation to declare your greatness and all of your benefits, the ways you have been so good to us. Let us read the the, the first two verses of Psalm 103 out loud together. I believe it'll be up on the screen or in front of you. It says, read it with me out loud. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We praise what we value. God is so worthy of our praise, worthy of our humble adoration, worthy for us to gush over. And in this, we're challenged, shaped, changed. And so let's make praise of God be personal. Let's let praise of God be specific and let us have praise of God be inclusive for the praise of God shapes us, causing us to thrive. Will you pray with me? (laughs) Father God, uh, what a joy and and how exciting and fun it is to, to be reminded of how great and awesome and incredible you are you forgive and heal and that you renew and renovate and that you love us like a father like like the best father ever and that you care about each part of us and that you have made all of this that we see around us your power is is without measure your beauty is just uh, uh so uh, overwhelming and god we praise you we praise your holy name and father we know that as we do this we engage you and encounter you and and we, we have a, a unique connection with you in this uh, time of praise for you dwell with the praises of your people. And so God, we want to praise you well. And in that, we want to be shaped by you. Lord, we appreciate all that you have done for us. And in humble adoration, we want to gush to bless the Lord, oh my soul, from deep within thank you, Father. We know it's because of Jesus that we even have the ability to praise. Amen.